Hi guys, this is Timmy Nebraska with the, with the Nebraska Hour. And if you or anybody you know has a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-522-4700 or 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, you can call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. If you don't have a gambling problem, let's make some money. Welcome to the Nebraska Hour. I'm Tizmi Nebraska. Yes, you are. As usual, Greg's here with us. Yes, he is. And today, Greg, we're talking about the Boston Celtics, first off. And <laughs> fading the Milwaukee Bucks, baby, because I love it. <laughs> and we're fixing the Oklahoma City Thunder. We still got to talk seems about, to be a pretty easy talk about the Warriors, too, though. That, that series. Well, yeah, but I just want to make sure everybody knows, man, the Celtics game five, game six, game seven. God, that was epic. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. I had a good time yesterday the other day. It was a great time. The Celtics crushed. Last I didn't night, expect the Suns-Mavericks series to go out like that in game seven. Though. I wasn't that surprised about that one. I wasn't that surprised. There was something about it that made me scared. I didn't, I didn't hit it, bet it very hard, and I was, I had it in like a parlay with the Celtics. See, in, I thought that the Mavs would cover. I, th- I didn't think. I mean, I didn't think it'd be forty points or whatever. You know, that was insane. That was so crazy. Right. That the under eighteen soul is crushed. That was crazy. Like obviously the amount of uh, like the, the absolute ass beating was imp- incredible, but the um, the actual loss like that was kind of I don't know. I was scared of that game. Did everybody just see how good Luca really is? Yeah. Like, is this a real thing now? Is like Luca can? I mean, he doesn't have another star player in his team. Yeah, not yet. He just beat the one seed, but you know, he just beat the last year's finals competitor. I didn't need that though to recognize him as incredible. I literally was like six rows off of the midcourt and got to watch him and in, in Miami a couple, you know, a couple weeks ago, and I was just in awe coming out of that. You like you remember I was blowing your phone up like now I I was like in awe of him close up, and I realized like he's incredible, and I was scared of that game. And then also there's the whole Chris Paul is now zero and seven in game sevens. Man, Chris Paul just can't get it done. He played horribly also. I'm, I mean more like the, the general public, like people that haven't seen him play in person. Did they just really, like the, the casual NBA fan, they just see just see Luke, Lucas show out and now he's like really that good? Everybody finally realizes? It's I, – I, I don't know. I just think people suspected it. I love that, you know, everybody calls them out of shape. But by the time you get into the playoffs, you've played so much basketball, you're in shape no matter how you started the season. Um, he's he's balling, man. He's playing really great. And it's going to be fun to watch his entire career. But it's also just – it's also going to be really fun to watch him play against the Warriors. I'm, I'm curious to see how the Warriors are going to, like, defend that and how they're going to – and then at the same time, 
can Luca and Dinwiddie or whoever else they've got, you know, who's a hot hand, can they keep up with the firepower that the Warriors have sometimes? So I have an idea about this. I really like the Warriors tonight. And my reasoning is kind of because neither team has a big guy. And I like Curry and Clay and Jordan Poole and, and Maple Jordan um, to do their thing out, outside, like on a three-point line and cut and go to the basket and stuff and shoot tons of threes. More than I like Luca and Jalen Brunson doing the same thing. Because they're gonna, I think they're going to play the same kind of style of basketball. Well, I, I, bet, I bet the Warriors to win the series. And then I was thinking that I was probably going to – like, going into the series, I was thinking I kind of like Dallas in game – plus their points in games one, three, and seven if there is one. But for the most part, I like the Warriors to kind of control this series. And so, I don't know. Maybe I take tonight off, and I don't bet game one, but I, I, I'm definitely in on game two on the Warriors. On game two on the Warriors, I'm, I'm heavy on. Man, I think the Warriors crush tonight. It just seems like that kind of a, that kind of a thing. That, that they come out, Dallas has a game seven. The Warriors had their game seven or whatever. They had a little, little more time off. Um, and then Dallas gets tired because I kind of want to bet Dallas in the first half and then the Warriors in the game. That's interesting. That's kind of uh, in line with what, what what I was thinking when, you know, I was just making, I was just looking at it at a bigger, from a bigger angle. Yeah, I think that's kind of going to move. I think I like the over in almost every game if it's like 220, 230. I think it's going to be a lot of points scored. Yes, if I see anything at 225 or under in this series, I'm jamming it. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that, too. Um, the Celtics series, man, I, I like the Celtics to win still. Okay, so let's talk about this. Last night was um, was was no surprise. You know what I mean? The Celtics are shorthanded, plus Marcus Smart didn't play, and then Al Horford was late scratch due to COVID. Um Miami is deep, and that's what I was talking about all season, which is why they were dangerous. It wasn't that, you know, I, I, I don't always expect Jimmy Butler to get 40 points. You know, it wasn't – but I, it wasn't that the Miami has the star power or anything like that. My whole point was that with different guys being out throughout the regular season, they were getting run for, like, tons of players that now have – confidence because they were winning playing winning basketball and they all have belief in the system because they've seen it work and there's a confidence there that and depth there that is going to be super valuable and it's already coming into play in this series where you know the Celtics didn't have this this like I, I the whole game going into the game I knew I knew I was going to whatever the outcome was I was going to be better the heat second half because the Celtics were coming off a shorter turnaround and they were only playing Six, seven, eight deep, you know, whereas the and that and you know, they the had Warriors, a tough series against Milwaukee, too. They right, had a tough, man. Right. Marcus Smart, I mean, I, I'm assuming he's playing in game two, but so Marcus Smart didn't play, Horford didn't play, that but was, um, man, Bam Autobio was quiet. You didn't, I mean, he didn't really do that, he had some good defensive plays that should but scare you. Didn't hear his name called hardly all game, you know. So that should scare Celtics fans because he's gonna yeah. have two monster games in this series. So the fact yeah. that they won this game substantially without even having a monster game out of them just makes them more confident. 
So I th- but I kind of think that the Horford and Smart and and uh, and Bam having a quiet game, they kind of cancel each other out a little bit. Sure. I think Marcus Smart is worth ten points though. Yeah. Like a difference well, in the definitely game. Definitely Smart points. and Horford. We could say Smart and Horford are probably worth fucking twelve. Maybe they, maybe that, you know, have them at full. I mean, I think Smart by himself is worth 10 points difference. I'm just saying at full strength, they may have won that that game, but they weren't at full strength. And they don't have the depth to accommodate that, that those injuries. Dude, Miami's tough. Hey, Miami Miami Heat doesn't have Lowry. You know what I mean? You don't even talk about it. You don't even think about it. Oh, I forgot about that. Because look how many players they have that can go out there and play. Yeah, they've done a really good job building a deep roster. Yeah. Um, what's what we're trying to do every week? Yeah, that, that's a job that we probably aren't aren't going to be up for. But we're trying to fix the other teams. Yeah, we want to work for a shitty team. It's more fun. I, it's definitely more fun. We're trying to build. We're gonna. We're trying to come from the bottom. There's and build more things. Yeah, there's more things you get to do. That's like the fun of the of most things for us, right? Like even on the video game where I was playing in my house like years ago, the fun part for you and I to sit there was the like trade people and mess around and stuff, right? The fun part of fantasy football and stuff is the draft and shit. Yeah. The draft is going to be interesting if you're going to be able to. Yeah, um, it would be so cool to, uh, you know, maybe like own and run a team, uh, you know, someday. Maybe, uh, maybe Someday, man. Maybe whether it's, you know, even whether it's, whether it's uh, uh, an NBA team, which would be ideal, we'd be great at it, or – you know, maybe some lower division international team. There's no, it would be so much fun to get involved. It's so many people would enjoy doing that, Tim. Yeah. I mean, that's why fantasy football and fantasy baseball and golf and all this stuff became so popular is that there yep. everybody gets to play GM. Yep. You get to consider what whether the trade's worth it. You get to consider signing people off the free agency it's, wire. It's yeah. funny. I was just I mean, thinking week to about week. this. I was just thinking about this. It so, really is like that's that's the fun of it. That's why people have big draft parties and stuff. You know, that's right. the best part of all that stuff. Awesome. Um, all right. So then, on that note, good transition. Good transition. Let's go. Uh, let's go fix the Oklahoma City Thunder and show them and the basketball community what we bring to the table. How how we can help them. All right. The it's Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. You want to know one weird fact about the Thunder first before we do this? Love the one this. thing we don't have to fix. Shade. The Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City Thunder covered the spread last year 63% of the time. Oh, we love that. We love that. Yeah, yeah. It's just a weird kind of a thing because, I mean, they're one of the worst teams. Whether they got you, a lot of points every game. Yeah, right, because they were getting crazy numbers because the betting public was like, oh, they suck. All right, yeah. You don't, nobody knows the names of the players of their team, man. Well, let's talk about those names because it, it, in large part, it's a huge collection of assets and young talent with tons of team options here, but they're, they are invested long-term in Shea Gildress-Alexander. And that is, um, a, that's, a, that's a plus. That's a good thing. That's a good thing to have, you know, on your roster. He is incredibly talented. He is uh, going to be a, a perennial all-star throughout his career i suspect he's really their only like big time guy you know like he's their he's their he's the first building block yeah they also have Derek favors on contract he's gonna get i mean obviously he's gonna opt in he has a player option for next year and it's 10 million dollars he's probably not getting that anywhere else so he's probably opting in but other than those two those are the only two people getting double digit million dollars next year 
everybody else on their contract is in the single digits. And it's all um, it's a lot of player options. It's a lot of last years of the deal. There's so much flexibility. And so my question to you is, when you look through this, when you see names like Giddy and Mascala and, and, and Poku Sevsky and, and Trey Mann and, 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 and all these other cats like they have on their roster, some of these guys are pretty good. Is there one or two of them that you think like, oh, these are somebody that – OKC should probably invest in and give a long deal to and keep around alongside of Shea Gildress Alexander over the next couple of years to make more, make a base, you know, or be part of that base that you're building with him. So, so I think you want to keep Giddy, right? I mean, he's, he had a great year. Yeah. Uh, he's only 19. And not paying have, much right now anyway. And you have him with two more team options after next year. So you kind of already have him locked up through 25. So that's a good one. Same with Trey Mann. He's the ever player to have a triple-double, which yeah, is kind of pretty cool. cool. That's pretty cool. Same with Trey Mann. He's on the same schedule, and he's even cheaper. So you, Yeah, I would keep Trey Mann, too, around. I mean, and you know, the one guy that kind of sticks out to me that, um, that probably isn't kind of an unheard of kind of a guy um, Baisley. I really like Baisley. Yeah. Um, I talked about Baisley in the draft a couple of years ago when we were doing some of this stuff. Yeah. And Luke Hinton's door is really good, too. Baisley, it's time now where you're going to either trade him this year or sign him longer because he's entering uh, – it's a team year this year, team, team option for this coming year, and it's the last year on the deal. So Baisley's either getting paid or probably – or getting traded to somebody who else who will pay him. So I would try to keep – I'll do the – Team option to keep him, and then no, um, this is then, yeah, you're keeping him for next year. I mean, there's no and doubt. But, but then before the year is out, you know, maybe if you're going to shop somebody, you can throw him in there because you're going to get nothing back for him anyway. So you see, you got you have a trial period again, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's but, that's interesting that you said that because I think you can you can. The interesting thing about OKC is that between their their picks this year and they have, and that's a big part of this conversation is they have the second pick and the 12th pick this season as because the lottery was last night. Um, in addition to that, like in addition to all the picks, like all these players are, are tradable. Every, all these parts with the exception of Shea Gildress Alexander and maybe Giddy or, or, or Trey Mann, but even them, they all have trade value whether it's as an expiring contract or as a young asset that's tied uh, locked down for a couple of years or. I mean, you think about it other than favors and Mascala, everybody is 27 or under, and there's only one 27 year old. Everybody's 24 under. And both favors and Mascala are in the last year of their deal. And those are perfect kind of guys for trades because people are only trading for expiring contracts. So um, for the for the draft thing, so they have the two the number two pick. So uh, I'm not a fan of, of Holmgren. I just think the he's going to be. Like I like Adam the Duke Morrison. kid. I can't believe I'm saying this. Pablo, I like, the, I like the Duke kid. Yeah, man, he's six ten and two eighty or whatever. He's I saw monster. him next to the two. The three of them were standing next to each other at the lottery yesterday, and there was just something about his presence that I was like, this guy is more of a grown up. He's ready to go yeah. play professional yeah. basketball. There's, Dude's an tell, adult, man. Yeah, he's an adult. Um, I just don't have any faith in, in Holmgren. He just seemed like a, the Ray Gonzaga guy that's going to be Adam Morrison and be out of yeah, the league in three years. He'll have his rookie deal, and that's it. Uh, yeah, I just don't – I have no faith in that at all. Okay. I do really like the dude from from Purdue, though. Jaden Ivey is, yeah. looks like he's going to be a star. 
But you don't need you might be able to even trade down to the four or five spot and get him. Although well, if you like, get Ivy, if you like him, you just you just, you just if, whoever whoever goes number one, whether it's Benchero or Ivy, if Benchero is there at two, you take him, obviously. Yeah. Um, if he is taking number one like he should be, Who, then I would take Jaden Ivy. Hey, and then so part of part of part of uh part of running a team, we have to be thinking thinking about everybody else. The question I would do is when we walk into the room and we got our war staff all around us, our consigliaries and our and our interns and our who you know our our scouts and and every our international scouts. We have them all around the big conference table at the OKC Thunder you know um, war war room. Um, I, I look at a certain face in that room. And I ask them, I don't know which face, but I would know if we were in the situation. And I asked them, hey, who the hell is Orlando taking at one? Like, we know who, like, we have to figure out who, you know, who, who they're going to like and who they're going to need. They don't take Pablo Benchero. They're, they're fired. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're messing up. Like, if they, if, if they pull a, a Kwame Brown or something and take home run instead, they're really, man, they're blowing their, their future. For five years, maybe still. I will say it's a rather uh, vanilla neighborhood. You know what I mean? Orlando could would would one of those organizations that might overvalue having a white star. Um, <laughs> I can see what you mean there. Uh, I think that the 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 profit of you being good again is, is outweighs that massively. Um. If they, if they take anybody else but Pablo Manchero, man, they should hire us. Yeah. Because they don't deserve the job no more. <laughs> True. True. Um, what, about you know, the, but, what about the fact that you have the 12th pick, you have a bunch more picks next year. You have, I think you have a couple second-round picks this year, which you never know what that turns into. So um, I have an idea of the 12th pick. Yeah. The 12th pick, you know, the, the big center from UNC, they project to go like 14, 15, something like that. And they project Ivy to go like third or fourth. You can trade down to somebody if they really want to get whoever the next guy is um, to like four. And you can maybe trade the 12 down to like 16 and maybe still get in. Hmm. Get Mark Williams with the 16 pick and get some bonus capital. That's interesting. You're taking a risk though, because if somebody takes your guy, obviously you kind of miss out there, right? But the cool thing is behind that, is you got uh, you got another dude behind there, um, the this dude from France, um, Diang or Jiang, I guess. I can't. His name, his first name is Usmana. I, I like my idea so much better. You go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. There's just so many. There's people behind there. You could trade down the 12th pick and get yeah, a good. I like. Get some, I like the idea of trading it, but I think you're looking in the wrong direction, my friend. Or I think uh, you could trade. You could trade the 12th pick down to no, the 26th no, no, pick no, 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 and get Nikola Jovich instead of Jokic. Oh, that's cool. I love it. Also, I love it. I love it. I saw that kid. He looks great. He's the 6'10 star. forward that has ball. He's balling. Love it. But I think I still got a better plan. All right, what you got? You call Orlando, and you package the second and the twelfth for the one pick, and R.J. Hampton, and you get R.J. Hampton and Pablo with your instead of you picking two and twelve. Ooh, I like that too. Yeah, 
I'm telling you, um, I'm Ira, Orlando, I'm, I'm telling you, no. Outside but, of the box. But you're right, though. I like, I like your style there because RJ Hampton fills a good spot for you. Yeah. And, and obviously Pablo. And maybe you work in – shit, man, maybe throw in that – throw in something else, man. Maybe you can get Mo Bamba, too. I think um, – well, no, Mo Bamba's a free agent right now. So he's not – But you can do a sign-and-trade deal so you can keep – Well, then you, know, you like wouldn't – that would be so much more money. That's – I don't know if that – how that works with the trades. Maybe you'd have to or something. But, like, the point is – the reason I like R.J. Hampton is he's got these two years and it's low, it's low money. He is – right now he is at a point where – he, if he could get on a court and on that roster, he will be on the court. I think he's going to go out and really ball out the next two years because he's trying to get that second deal and he doesn't want it to be two million a year. He wants it to be twelve million a year or eighteen million a year. And if he's on an OKC roster, he gets the opportunity to go out and 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 put up some numbers and maybe raise his value. Now he might not end up signing that deal with OKC down the road. He might, but he he you know he gets a chance to get tape. Uh, yeah, I like that. I always liked Archer Hampton anyway. It would be too. great to see him on a, on a squad that he's getting real play. Like, yeah. he's getting big-time minutes. Yeah. Um, you know who could have used him this year, man? The Nuggets could have used him this year with all the injuries and stuff. Yeah. yeah. You think? That would help a bunch, actually. Yeah. Gary Harris. But, but, yeah, there's so many options with the Thunder. You can pretty much do whatever you want to um, as but, far as there's, – there's tons of options there, right? So that's um, what we were, we're talking about doing that with the draft. But what about uh, now it's, it's a tough sell free agent wise. Yeah, I can't imagine like there's some middle level teams. I got a guy a, for you. You pay an extra million or two over what some other city is going to pay them and you can get them. Right. Is that I got your, a guy. Who are you thinking? I got an idea for the, another guy that I want to see get on the court and see what happens. I love ideas. We can sign bull bull. Also from Orlando, they can him and RJ can can travel over together. They can move together. They yeah, can share and then, a box truck, you know. Yeah, and then as a another plan, you because you need another big guy ish, you know. You can sign like Mitchell Robinson or uh, or Dwayne Dedman. Maybe you could right. you could maybe get him to come. I don't know what Dwayne Dedman's contracts like. We're not we're not talking about Miami right now so much. So I haven't well you know like I haven't even thought about their contract situation. But Dedman's not getting a ton a ton of minutes and stuff. Sure he's, he's free agent this season. He's like you might be seventh, able to get him seventh or eighth eighth guy on that roster. I mean he plays a lot. He plays a lot because, like you said, well, he's going to start every game with Oklahoma City. We're going to need him to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. He would play more. You're right. But it's also sometimes tough to get the Miami guys to leave Miami. They, That's a good that point. Weird, there's that weird attract, uh, like, it's that culture. You know what I mean? They, they, once you're one of Riley's guys, you sometimes stay being one of Riley's guys, you know? So the other option for a big guy to sign, if you can get Eric Pascal to come, that, that's a hard sign for you because yeah. he's, he's really good. But Nicholas Claxton from Brooklyn, um, you could maybe get him to come. Oh, there you go. I mean, there's, a, there's, a, a, different there's a plethora of, of, like, mid-range, like, mid-lower level big yeah. guys you can get yeah. to come fill spots for you. And then you hope that Baisley turns out really well, and you just keep Baisley. See, but, there's something interesting about this roster where it has so many pieces, so many things you can do. It makes them um, a target for people that have these wild contracts on other teams. And I think there's a chance that they're going to get some, let's play the game. Why don't you be, you be the OKC GM and your phone's about to ring. Okay. All right. All right. Ring. Hello. 
Hey, hey, I am, you know, you can call me whatever you want to call me, but I, I, I run things here. I, I, I'm basically LeBron's shadow guy. I run, I run the Lakers. All right, all right. Um, I want to send, it's just time. It's time. It is time to send our friend home. All right? <laughs> it is time. So listen, just go through the roster, make it add up, whatever it is. Send me whoever you got. We just need, we kind of just need some youth around here and bodies around here. So we'll just take a couple guys, you know, send us a Wagner or two, you know what I mean? Whatever you want to send us, like just send us, us, I mean, we don't, we don't really care. Whatever you got on the roster. I'm going to send you Isaiah Roby. Okay. What else you got? That's not enough. I mean, it has to, and, you know, the uh, rules. I'm looking at the roster here. It has to uh, add up to what? What am I paying Russ? What are we paying Russ? I guess I'm going to, I guess I'm going to give you Lucas Dort. Because he has another seven million. Perfect. Yeah, let's go. Keep going. We're gonna need to add it up. Gonna... Fourteen. I'll tell you what, we're gonna have to extend somebody. So, for, well, let's overpay somebody. Who you got that's ready to get their extension? <laughs> how about how we give you? We'll give like Mescala fifteen a year for a couple of years, and we'll make it a part of the sign and trade, and we'll add it up. To, let's. No, let's... that's not that's not a bad deal. Actually, I like that because yeah. then, I mean Mescala kind of fills the spot for you a little bit too. Or. He's basically your, your sure. new your new age Luke Walton. Let's send Russ home. You guys, he finishes this year. You extend him. You give him a real team-friendly extension. You let him retire a Thunder the way he's supposed God, to. If I give you Dorton Roby, I'm going to be 14. I'm telling you, the stat, I can see the statue outside already. He's going to be a Hall of Famer in, a, in an OKC jersey. He's going to lifer. He's supposed to be a lifer. Let's fix the mistake that happened a few years ago when he left the first time. When he left, I I like that move. I, I'm well, I'm gonna say this a lot while we do this. I'm, I'm gonna like the Russ move a lot for a lot of, a lot of teams because he adds some score. I mean, if he's really if he comes back at all, but he really fell off. But I don't think that he fell off. I just think that it didn't fit with him. Agree. Um, but if he has the freedom to go rebound and, and get triple doubles again, and he's the man, he's gonna score thirty a game again. You Tell know, you he what. can still jump. He can still shoot. Let me juice. Let me juice this offer. All right. I will send you how many how many people does that arena hold? Uh, what fifty k? I will send you fifty thousand shirts that say "Welcome Home, Russ." And it'll <laughs> do. We have a deal. I mean, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to lock this in. Say yes. Uh, I, man, I like it. I'm I'm in. I'm, I'm in, man. I'm in, dude. No, I should run. The it way, sells man. tickets too. Oh, I'm gonna sell hell tickets. It gets you back in the con. Yeah, the moment, man. All I got is SGA, and I get SGA and Russ together. Tell and you what, idiot. I'll send back one of those picks I got from you. I don't. I have one of your picks somewhere. I think everybody you do, has man. One. You do. It's gonna be like a twenty-two or twenty-five pick, probably. Tell you what, I'll send you. I, I don't I, have. I don't have much to offer, but I got a second round or two for you. You can have. You know what I mean? Let's make this all work out. You make me a deal and give me a high second rounder. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You yeah, probably yeah. have a second rounder laying around. That's about all I got. I don't think I have a. I don't think we got a first rounder around here for like what do we? What is twenty twenty seven or something? Jesus, it's crazy. The Lakers. I, that is crazy. The Lakers. But yeah, bad, yeah, I can bro. send you fuck the what's it Pukaluski or whatever the hell's name is. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Just make it out up. Whatever you, you fill in the dots. You fill in the details. Just you get Russ. We get you know Russ's contract worth of players that you don't need. We'll extend somebody. We'll you know we'll make it to sign and trade we'll make it work you know and i appreciate you doing all this because you know i can't i can't afford to sign these guys again yeah exactly. and i can't afford but you can afford to take the loss and cut them if you don't need them exactly good talk right bud
All right, man. Let's sign a deal. All right. Call your owner. I'll call our owner. We'll talk to the lawyers. We'll fucking get there this done. There we go, man. Call the league. In the works. I think we have to fax this. Or I think we have to fax this to the league because it's 1984. Always. <laughs> They're not going to believe that this trade's happening. They're like, shit. How amazing would that be? I think, no, I think that that's a move, though, man, because you get some star power. The only thing that bummer about that is you're going to have to get a blue cans Dort, who is kind of your next upcoming star. Listen, you do, you, draft. Deal, you do the deal with Orlando and you do the deal with, with, yeah, with I was going to say, until you and draft and get year, the other deal done. Think about your starting five. You got Russ, you got Shea Gildress Alexander, you got um, RJ Hampton, you got Pablo, and you got whoever survives on this roster and who cares about Giddy. position you got five players i mean giddy giddy giddy's kind of the all-around guy you know he can sure shoot that's it. the one guy you say hey listen oh listen look lakers you're not getting giddy you can have whoever else you want but you're not touching giddy all right sure good yeah, job giddy's the man kind of sure we got a we got a starting five that's nasty and sells tickets and is probably in the playoffs you're at least a playing game. You and you you fill in a couple gaps with, you know, the remainders of, of this roster plus a couple like of those mid-level free agents you talked about. And we dude, we, you got you got a squad here. You bring in Bull Bull off the bench. <laughs> I, I mean, because I, I want I want to see the guy play, man. I want to and see like, RJ Hampton go out and earn a fucking contract. And be his next contract. And that's I just think all this works. I think all this works, man. Man, we're really good at this. We are really good at this, dude. We are really good at this. All right, this was fun, man. Let's call it a wrap. We're out. We are. We're on all the streaming platforms: Apple, Google, Spotify. We need five stars. We need reviews, and we're on betyourapps.com. Yeah, tell your friends if if you yeah. have them. That was a really that was good last week. That was a really funny joke. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll talk soon. All right, later.